My dad, uh, he used to say, look, it doesn't matter what time of the night it is, if you need me to come pick you up, just call me. It doesn't matter what time of night, just call me and I'll come wherever you are, all good. Pick you up straight away. I certainly put that to the test. <laughs> when I was younger, I remember I was, I was out with my friends. I didn't do anything too bad, um, but I, was, I needed to go home. I was in the glorious city of uh, Civic in Canberra, and I was soaked from my head to my toe, and I lost all my money, um, used all my money, and I was there in the middle of the night, and I thought, I can call my dad. <laughs> So I, I called my dad and I said, oh, dad, look, uh, yeah, he can't pick me up. I'm coming, Justin. <laughs> not a moment of hesitation, not even a grunt that we're so used to, you know, his dad's, oh, no, nothing. I'm coming. Uh, and I was like, wow. And my friends were like, wow. <laughs> That's amazing. Now, this was kind of, this is the guy that my dad is. It doesn't matter what time it is in the night. He just, for some reason, that's one thing he doesn't care at all. Dad, I lost my asthma inhaler. We need to go to a 24-hour chemist. Okay, <laughs> straight away. He's, he's so good like that. And other people, they look at these stories. I remember I was chatting to my friends or my family about it, and they're like, that's crazy. Like, not even a grunt. Like, so keen to get up in the middle of the night. See, sometimes um, when we love someone, we do crazy things. <laughs> we act in a way that another person looking in will say, that's crazy. He was happy to get out of bed in the middle of the night and pick you up soaking wet in his car. No, not even a grunt. Yeah. Sometimes you look at a university student who has a crush, falls in love with someone, and they change their whole major just to be in class with them. That's crazy. Or sometimes you see a parent up all night, or well, a lot of times, up all night, caring for sick children. You know, sometimes love drives us to do crazy things, crazy things. But to the person, it's not crazy at all. It's love. It makes perfect sense in the moment. What would we do for the ones we love the most? When acting for people we love, there is nothing too crazy too much to ask, even changing the course of our lives to help someone who we love. What may, what may look crazy to someone else is perfectly logical to the one in love. See, okay, the gospel today, it really, it puts on a really big call for us as Christians, something that non-Christians might look upon as quite crazy. Here's what it says. It says, if I can find it. <laughs> It was the stone rejected by the builders that, has, that became the keystone. This was the Lord's doing, and it is wonderful to see. Jesus is calling us in this analogy to make him the key part of our lives. Now, if you were to just say uh, Google keystone, like I did uh, before this, this is what Google would say. Central stone at the summit of an arc, arch, Locking the whole thing together. So imagine you've got this like archway and you've got at the, the top of it this like stone cut so perfectly that when you push it in, it just locks everything in together. Take it out and then bang, everything falls down. That's the analogy. That's what Jesus wants to be with us today. He wants to be the central piece of our life. The piece that holds everything together, that we base everything upon. 
So key to our lives. Jesus wants to, in this striking image, he wants to be the basis of all our lives, be the the foundation of our major life decisions. Jesus wants to be involved. He wants us to spend significant amounts of time with him in prayer, coming to Mass on Sunday. We could be sleeping. He wants us to uh, give a a percentage of our charity uh, money to charity and and so forth. There are all these big, um, big things that we do that people outside of the church, Christianity will say, that's crazy. Look, look at all what you're doing. What is it that you're Why are you doing this? This only makes sense to the one who is in love with Jesus. What we're doing makes sense because we love Jesus, because his love has been poured into our hearts. The level of abandonment to the will of God that we're called to, to give this like unconditional yes to God, to give our whole life into his hands, only makes sense because we love him. (laughs) Jesus, and what is this love like? Well, Jesus describes it with no uncertain words. He said in Luke 12, 49, he says, I have come to bring fire to the earth. And how I wish it were already kindled. I have come to bring fire to the earth. He's talking about the fire of his love that the Holy Spirit is to pour out into our hearts. See, the saints and and Jesus and the prophets, they describe the love of God as a fire, a fire inside of them. It burns. It's passionate. Um, To conceal it would be painful. There's this amazing verse that Jeremiah, who's an Old Testament prophet, he said, I will, um, sorry, his word is in my heart like a fire, a fire shut up in my bones. I am weary of holding, on, holding it in. Indeed, I cannot. Even to, to hold in this love is so hard that it hurts him. <laughs> the word of God, the word spoken to him, the presence of God, it's like a fire that burns so brightly. The love, the light of the love of God, it's so hard to even keep it in. When you see someone inflamed with love of God, they look crazy. <laughs> They're so passionate. St. John of the Cross, who was this mystic, this holy um, Spanish um, writer and, and amazing man, he, he wrote, What the fire of love of God is like. He said it's like this. Seas of loving fire. It seems to it that the entire universe is a sea of love in which it is engulfed. For conscience of the living point or center of love within itself, it is unable to catch sight of the boundaries of this love. When a soul comes in contact with the fire of God's love, it's like you have this experience of there being no boundary It's like you're in a sea, an ocean. It's so big. It's so consuming. It's like there's no concept of it being with with an end. It's amazing. We're talking about something so far beyond understanding that it so captures every fiber of our being. (sighs) How does this happen? How do we experience this, this amazing love? St. Paul says in Romans 5, 5, Hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. It is the Holy Spirit 
who pours this love into our hearts. And when I say experience, I mean you actually (laughs) experience. You encounter something else. Your spirit, the Holy Spirit, and your spirit, like you, you know that you've encountered the love of God. It comes out, our senses, you know, our senses realize, our emotions, our feelings, our thoughts, know that something's happened, whether it's inaudible or whether it's audible or whether it's a vision or whether it's a feeling, who knows? It's different for everyone, but similar for everyone. It's love. <laughs> love is beyond words sometimes. Amazing. I talk about all this today because if you've never experienced that type of love, I highly encourage you today to give permission to the Holy Spirit. To give permission to the Holy Spirit to pour that love into your heart. The love of, his, of, his, of God. The love, it's so powerful. It could transform everything. Holy Spirit, we give you permission to enter a new way into our lives. We want to encounter you in your way, in your timing. For those of you who were nodding the whole time when I was describing the love, yeah, it's passionate, yeah, yeah, it's boundless, yeah, it's great, yeah. Remain in his love. That's the command of Jesus, right? As the Father loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. That's our responsibility. See, in the second reading, St. Paul, he, he lists all these things we're supposed to do which are pretty, pretty uh, comprehensive. It says, Fill your minds with everything that is true, everything that is noble, everything that is good and pure, everything that we love and honour, and everything that has kept virtuous and worthy of praise. Basically saying, it's our responsibility with the way we live our lives to stay in goodness, to be open to the love of God. What are we watching on TV? Is it noble, good, holy, virtuous? But, you know, <laughs> what are we doing with our time? What are we doing with our work? Are we, where, how are we speaking? Is it noble, good, virtuous, holy? That type of thing. We're creating space for the love of God to permeate all of our lives. All of our lives. That's our responsibility, just to create space for the Holy Spirit to come in and take over the love of God. Because when you have the love of God... Your life is completely changed. It's like you become crazy in love. (laughs) And you have something that is worth loving. You have the greatest love, the most amazing, ecstatic, passionate, boundless love that you could ever have. Love itself. The very love of God. So Lord, pour this into our hearts evermore. Amen. Hello, Father Dan here. If this homily has been helpful, there are a few things I'd love for you to do. Firstly, subscribe to this podcast or share this episode with someone who might find it helpful. And consider also helping us to expand our mission and reach out to more people by donating at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash donate, or you can click on the link in the podcast description. Thanks so much for joining us and have a blessed week.